Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Where Your Dreams, Season 2, Episode 1. It's grown to something that I just never thought I would have. Uh, and and being able to create something with my husband and then um, get fulfilled by it by doing something like traveling and, and going around and meeting new cool people, like it's great. Hey dreamers, you are listening to Where Your Dreams, an amazingly inspiring podcast where we speak to the coolest girl millionaires, girl bosses and fashion entrepreneurs. If you've ever dreamed of creating your own business, then this podcast will give you all the tips, advice and inspiration to make it happen. Lego. Are you ready to make 2016 your best year yet? Well, visit bemigirl.com forward slash dream and sign up to receive the official WYD Dream Kit. We've created the coolest tools to help you make those 2016 goals happen. Lego. Hey guys, it's been way too long, but I'm so excited because finally season two is here. Whoop, whoop. Now, I am just, honestly, I'm so, so, so excited about season two. We have got such awesome girls in store for you this season. I mean, we've really, really, really just focused down and we're speaking to mainly creative girls and girls within the fashion industry. Um, And as you know, I'm originally a fashion designer. That's kind of what I love to do first and foremost. And so I love speaking to girls within the kind of fashion space and creative space Um, and it's just been so great to hear from so many kind of different types of girls that are all doing really really cool things and and you know they're doing things that are innovative things that are kind of unconventional Um, and it's been great because we kind of speak about you know girl topics things about you know confidence and feeling a bit um, insecure and then we also talk about you know the whole entrepreneurial side of things Um, and so I just absolutely know that you guys are gonna love 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 this season Um, and for the first episode of season two I'm talking to Jennifer Puno. Now, for those that don't know, Jennifer, I mean, her career thus far is just awesome. Um, She quit her job when she was 27 to start a really cool business called MAP. Um, And then she, about a year later, started another business called I Love Creatives. 
and as well as that she does kind of digital design you know website design um social media strategy for businesses um and styling as well she's just really kind of dabbles in a lot of different fields and I loved speaking to her because she's so cool I love her accent as well such a cool accent may I add um but she's just really cool she's really kind of just says it as it is really open and what I got from her was that she doesn't kind of overthink things you know she gets an idea and she just does it she just makes it happen and and you know looking at her businesses looking at her career she's building something really really cool and her businesses are growing she's got a huge following on instagram on social media networks and she's having a cool time you know when i spoke to her she was in um south africa and I, I I just loved it. I think you guys are really going to love to hear about Jennifer's awesome journey. Um, let us know what you think. Definitely, definitely um, subscribe the new season. Give us a rating and review. And yeah, I'll kind of stop talking now <laughs> and go into the interview. Hey everyone, welcome to Wear Your Dreams. I'm Alice Louiton, founder of BEMI, and today I have a very special guest. I'm talking to Jennifer Puno, aka Puno Dos Tres. Now, Jennifer is the ultimate creative girl. She has started many businesses, including Map and I Love Creatives, which is a curated community of creative people. Jennifer also dabbles in photography and styling, and she even helps other businesses with their branding and social strategies. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thank you, Alice. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. Now, um, I'm absolutely just loving your entrepreneurial journey so far. But for those that don't really know much about you, could you tell us a bit more about yourself and filling any gaps I've missed? Yeah, sure. Um, So I'm originally from Houston, Texas. Beyonce. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's our like claim to fame now. Yeah. <laughs> and now I live in Los Angeles and I um like you said I'm the co-founder of Map with my husband and um and I started ilovecreatives.com um about a year after that and I do UX UI design which stands for user experience and user interface design and that's mainly like um building websites. So, um, I do that on the side as well. And then, um, ever since I quit my job, I've actually been like some sort of slashy. That's kind of how I've been describing it. Um, I've just been dabbling into all sorts of things because, uh, when I quit my job at Activision, I just went through this like midlife crisis. I was 27 and just like, Oh, what's my passion? What am, what am I good at? And like, what do I really want to do with my life? And so it was like for a year there that I just tried everything like from photography to styling to, um, trying to do a dance video. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I want to hear more about yeah. that. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it was really fun. Like, and we might bring it back, but Um, but yeah, I tried all sorts of things and right now I, I'm still like, 
I love the web. I love building communities on the web. Um, I love making the web more useful, like with tools. And so um, I always kind of gravitate back to that. So I do a lot of a bit of freelance work there and then side projects with my husband. So what were you doing before you started MAP? I know you sort of touched on it, but what were you doing before? I was at Activision. Um, Do you know the video game Call of Duty? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was the UX director for Call of Duty. Oh, and well, that sounds very fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was really it was a dream job actually yeah. a video game. Um and before that I was in advertising. Um I was an art director and I just kind of got into art direction because oh man, I'm going to go back a little further. So like when I was in college, yeah. Uh, I went to marketing, um, the business school, and I didn't really dig the jobs that the business school was kind of feeding us. So like a lot of the jobs were um, Microsoft. And and one of the interviews really rubbed me the wrong way because they didn't like or it didn't work out, which is Mm -hmm. totally fine. But then they sent me feedback that I wasn't dressed properly. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, what? Burn. Like, I was wearing Banana Republic khakis. And was, <laughs> so I don't even know yeah. what you're talking about. Um, and so then I kind of got rebellious and I cut all my hair off. I had like a faux hawk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, if you don't want this, you don't want me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so um, after that, I just thought, okay, well, I'll just make up my own business. That's why I went to business school. And this is like um, – I don't want, not pre-Facebook, but Facebook was not that popular back then. Yeah. Um, I'm 31 now. So, so, uh, I started, I did this one website and I like found some disgruntled engineers on Craigslist and they, I convinced them to build it for me for free. Mm. And it was basically like, um, Behance for advertising students. So an online portfolio and, um, I just decided to like pitch that to advertising schools. And when I did that, I just started meeting a bunch of advertising people that were like, you need to get into interactive advertising. I had no idea what it was. I'm completely self-taught Photoshop, Illustrator, like yeah. all of that stuff, just YouTube it or no, YouTube wasn't that popular back then too. It was like blogs and Googling. Um, and then, uh, ended up getting a job. Uh, and so I kind of abandoned, we called it smash the world, but I abandoned the Behance portfolio project and went into the world of advertising for about four or five years. Um, and, and during that time, user experience design became, and it didn't exist while I was an art director. Um, but it was so needed because it's totally different from print and TV, it's interactive. Um, there, you, you know, where does the button take you? Like, it's as simple as that. Mm. And so, um, I just happened to meet some, uh, this one guy that was, a, um, my husband's boss and he was like, you should just become a user experience designer and I've got a job at Activision. So why don't you just do this? And I was like, okay. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I was like, I did it once before, so I'll probably Google it my way through it again. Yeah. Kind of did that and then worked my way up after a year, became the UX director and like build a team of um, 10 really awesome friends. (laughs) Mm. And, uh, but then 
uh, it just got, there was just a lot of internal politics and, um, one, you know, in the beginning I used to blame it on the corporate world. Mm. Um, but now after about four years being away from it, I, I realized it was just that one guy. Mm. It was just the one dude that we didn't see eye to eye. And it just really made my experience at the company like completely, um, 180. And so I, I needed to leave. And then when I did, that's when Daniel and I were just like, well, you know how to program. I know how to design. So I think I know how to market. Maybe we'll see who cares. Let's just do it. And then, so we just decided to do it, but we had no idea what idea we wanted to do. Right. So how did you come up with the idea of MAP? So we were in, well, we had a bunch of ideas. Yeah. Right. We have these brainstorming sessions where we're just like write a bunch of ideas down. And then underneath those main ideas, we'll write like other ideas below it that kind of are the magic moments or the 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 core of that one idea. Mm-hmm. And MAP just had a ton. MAP just had a lot of ideas. MAP had a lot of legs. It just, it was something that I was interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, so we decided to go to Thailand for five weeks because mm-hmm. we never had our honeymoon because I was always working. And then when we were there, we had a very, very um, crappy prototype of what MAP was. Yeah. Um, and we brought it there and loved it. And it was like, oh, this is great. Like, this is making traveling so much easier. Mm. And so then we, uh, when we came back, we just started working on it right away. Mm. And, um, and we worked on it for a year um, and made a lot of bets on certain features that just didn't really make sense. And, you know, it's so hard to tell, like, which features and which ideas will resonate and which ones you're excited about, but then you don't get excited about later. So we tried a lot of different ideas. And then after about a year, um, we came down to map and, um, the feature, and we basically threw away most of our ideas, stripped it down to a super simple UI. And, um, that's when I think it started taking off because, Mm -hmm. It was just so much easier to understand. And there's a lot of work that I can still do. <laughs> and for the sake of the listeners, could you tell us what MAP is? Like if you were kind of describing it to someone. Totally. Um, yeah. So basically it's um, a way for you to save photos of places that you want to go to. Mm-hmm. So in a way it's a lot like Pinterest maps um, and Google maps where you can add photos onto um, a map. Uh, the only difference is that we highly curate our community that's, um, that, that has photos on there. So when you're looking for a location and you see photos, most likely those photos are going to be really, really, um, nice and amazing. And, um, it's because we've handpicked all of them. Yeah. Every single person that's ever been accepted mm-hmm. has been, some human has seen them. Yeah. <laughs> And so, you know, when you guys realized that, right, this is what we definitely want to do, you know, you got your site up, what were kind of the next steps in terms of, you know, was there a launch? Did you have like a, a marketing plan? Was it social media? Could you speak us through a bit about that? Totally. Yeah. So this was huge for us because I didn't want to spend any money 
um, for marketing. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to go towards social media and Instagram. And, um, I didn't, I wasn't actually part of Instagram before. So, um, I had like a private account and I didn't really know, um, what to do, how to grow it. But I just knew that there were so many amazing people traveling and taking mobile photos of their travels that this, this is the group. Like these are the people that I want to reach and I need to reach them on this platform. And so I completely embraced Instagram and I nerd out hard on like goals. And, um, Mm -hmm. so I set out a goal after kind of like six months of, uh, futzing around with Instagram. I had maybe like, um, I had a thousand followers Mm. and I then after those thousand followers and basically posting once a day, I learned a lot. And so then I, I realized, okay, I know exactly what I need to do to like grow from um, 1000 to 10,000 in six months. And I have a friend, um, uh, that I was telling January 1st, I was like, girl, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna get to, (laughs) I'm gonna get to 10,000. Like, I promise you, I'm gonna do it. And, um, I was reading this one blog and it was just like a lot of things that at that moment, I just really felt like it was going to work. And so I did. And then just kind of, um, had my plan set out. Mm -hmm. So basically each week I made, um, a new goal. So, and, and they were all based on followers and active users, but Mm -hmm. basically each week you just grow a little bit more. So as opposed to saying, I'll have a thousand followers each month, you're like, all right, I'll start off with 10 new followers, then 20, then, you know, 30. And then it just keeps going up each week. Mm -hmm. Um, did that for six months. And that was just, that was it. That was like, that's what really kind of got us the momentum that we haven't had for like a year. Um, so like to answer your question, we didn't really have like a launch, but um, we definitely had a marketing strategy and I stuck to it no matter what. Like there were some weeks where, you know, you're just busy or family came in or whatever. But I always told myself, like, you have to meet your goals. Like you're not I'm not going to be able to catch up. I know how I know how this works is running and like working out. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and that was a huge thing. That was big. And what do you think has been the most kind of challenging part of of starting an entrepreneurial venture? Uh, I feel like consistency is the biggest thing. Um, But before consistency, because like when I was in that zero to 1000 world, Mm -hmm. I didn't really have, I was kind of aimlessly just going up. And I really needed some goals so that I felt fulfillment because this never ends. Like it's not like it only ends when you say it's going to end. Yeah. And, um, it's really helpful to have like quantifiable goals that you can be accountable for. Um, so I would definitely say goals, but then the second half of that has to be the consistency of always saying you will do this no matter what. Yeah, completely. And so I know you kind of started a business. I think I Love Creators, was it a year after you launched MAP? Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, so talk us through that. How come you kind of decided to to do that? I'm quite interested well, to know how that worked out. 
Well, so a friend of mine, Eva Goikachea, and I, we just, like, I just kind of got thrown into this creative community, and it's really awesome. It's super awesome, but, you know, you'll get, like, a lot of emails or text messages that people ask you, like, hey, do you know this person, or hey, I've got this event, can you invite all your friends, or blah, blah, blah. And it's really awesome that there's so much happening in Los Angeles, but, um, you know, if you sent emails all day, it would just take forever. So we just were like, well, what can we do that I can't involve Daniel because Daniel's programming on map. So I knew that I could just do something really, really simple with MailChimp and Squarespace. And so I just designed that with the help of Eva, like over a weekend. Mm. And um, it's super easy. Like it's it's one of the easiest business ideas that I've ever seen. <laughs> because we did it on a weekend. Um, wow. I mean, there's so much more that we could do with it. But, you know, right now I just, I love it for what it is. And so essentially... Um, every Wednesday a newsletter goes out and it has nine ads in it, uh, created by other creatives. Um, they've primarily been in Los Angeles, but we're getting more in New York. We've gotten more in like Australia and Austin and San Francisco, uh, Portland. And essentially it's like a Craigslist for creative people. Mm. The only difference is that um, in order to get on the ad, uh, the newsletter, you have to purchase an ad. And that just helps us maintain it mm. um, as opposed to having another uh, charity business, which is MAP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. And I think definitely what I've seen with your particular business journey is you you know you have an idea and it seems like you implement it you know you're not afraid to do the things that you know the ideas that come to you so I'm quite interested to know you know where do you think you got that I guess entrepreneurial spirit from was there do you think it was something that I don't know sometimes people it's their parents or their background what do you think kind of influences you Oh, I don't, you know, this, I've always been in the beginning of my, like, like when I was 11, I was a big troublemaker. (laughs) I got into all sorts of trouble, but I, I feel like it's because I like to think of ways to do things differently. Um, I'm like addicted to it. I cannot stop doing it. Um, and so, and I have a horrible memory. I think that actually adds a lot to it. So I'm constantly having to create new memories or create new experiences or think of things a new way or not rely on muscle memory or not rely on like um, just the ways that I've done things because my memory is so crap. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I think a combination of just being a troublemaker in the beginning and just always trying to find ways to do new things and mm-hmm. um and then just constantly exercising my brain to think of new ways like, or making yeah. me addicted to this lifestyle and I know I think with a lot of girls like you know I kind of speak to the thing that stops them from you know they've got this great idea but there's that kind of resistance, whether it's, you know, your mind telling you, oh, my God, that's dumb, you know, don't do that. Or if it's external, what would you kind of advise someone that has got 
an idea but perhaps they they feel a bit scared to to venture out and go for it because I think you know looking at your career thus far it's great and your your businesses are growing so I just kind of would love to hear what you know any advice or tips you have for girls out there um yeah I mean the big thing for me was just to not think about it too much. The more I thought about it, the less it was going to happen. Um, and I do totally understand that like thinking about things a little bit will help, but working on it iteratively all the time is so much more important. Um, there's actually in UX design, well, in web design in general, they call it, you know, an iterative, like agile process where you're basically always working on, uh, your product. Like it's never supposed to be perfect and it's always supposed to be changing. But you know, the only way you can do that is if you actively work on it. Uh, I love creatives is a perfect example of that. Like, I mean, we literally launched it over a weekend and we've been, I iterate on it from little things like copy Mm -hmm. to like one word, to a whole new page that, you know, has some workshop on it or just some other idea. And um, I haven't been so uh, precious about um, when it doesn't work. Because at least on the web, for sure, anyways, like nobody even realizes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so even if you have a product, like probably no, not many people are going to realize and who cares, whatever, you're going to make something new anyway. So yeah, it's, it's totally fine to just let it go. Mm, I love that. And um, take us through a typical day um, today. What kind of things, how does your day look like in terms of all your businesses and all the things that you're kind of dabbling? Ooh, girl. Okay. So today is a very particular day. <laughs> So I'm I'm in South Africa right now. Um, I I've just got this really big travel bug, and I think it's because a couple things like just Map has opened up a lot of doors for us in the travel world, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I, I love using Map actually. <laughs> so like base, basically, I can go anywhere and then might meet somebody that is somehow involved with map. And so that's been really awesome. And, um, so yeah, now I'm just in South Africa and trying to do this live work, um, sorry, travel work lifestyle thing. It doesn't, it's not a hundred (laughs) percent on, but, um, but like this morning, for example, I went on a 50 mile bike ride to the, um, Cape of Good Hope, uh, from Musenberg and, and then afterwards, I came back, had dinner, and worked on some freelance. Uh, talked to the husband about uh, a new project that we're working on. Ch- checked emails, and now I'm chatting with you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, and I'm quite interested to know this is kind of off script. How do you find it with juggling kind of all the different projects that you're in? Has there ever been a time where you've kind of been working at? Thing, on things, um, I guess, uh, simultaneously, or how does that work for you? So, um, I try to hire as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. So, um, like with, with, I love creatives. I'm really, really fortunate. I, um, I'm working with a friend of mine, Jorge, and he's basically got, I love creatives down. So, um, uh, anything that I feel like 
someone else can do and someone else would like to do. I just try to find and train someone immediately. Yeah. Um, and so the same thing with map as well. Like, uh, I don't do the Instagram for map anymore. I've hired somebody to do that. Mm. And, um, and then I've also found ways to pay for that. So as opposed to, like passive ways to pay for it, as opposed to me freelancing and doing hourly stuff. Um, so those are, that's the main reason why I feel like it can have so many projects. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, and so now we're going into the style and color talk because your style is awesome. So I want to know a bit more about that. So the Thanks. first question is, What's influenced your style, would you say? Um, my mom is, she was a stylish lady, um, still is, but like was definitely all about, you know, going to Target or like Ross or whatever, and just trying to make something out of whatever was around. Yeah. And so I, I got to play around a lot with clothes. Um, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> and who would you say your fashion muse is? Oh, I really dig Stop It Right Now. Jane Min. Oh, yeah. Oh, awesome. the girl's so good. I haven't met her yet. I need to meet I need to meet her. Korean. <laughs> awesome. Um, and what would you say your favorite color is and why? Oh, right now I'm like really into this bluish purple color. Mm, how come I, then? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm into like blue, like royal blue and like with a purple tone. Awesome. Um, and now we're going to go into what I call the dream talk round. Mm. So I love asking this question. Um, could you tell us a time within your business when you literally felt like, wow, this is a dream come true. I'm literally living my dream right now. Oh, it was, um, <clears throat> it was when uh, Daniel, my husband and I went to Europe for two months in the summer. Um, it was, well, first of all, like when we when we made Map, nobody was on it. Like we had our friends on it. And so there was a long time. I mean, even though it's just a year, like a year feels like forever when you're putting everything into it. And um, when we finally went to Europe and like I said, was just meeting people that were using it um, or, you know, like we recruited from it was amazing. Like it it's literally a dream come true because I didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it was, it was, this, it was so easy and actually even using it. That was the other thing. I mean, it's, it's so far from perfect, but like I know exactly what it was when it just started. So it's just, it's grown to something that I just never thought I would have. Uh, and and being able to create something with my husband and then um, get fulfilled by it by doing something like traveling and and going around and meeting new cool people like that's yeah it's great <laughs> <laughs> and what would you say your ultimate dream is um I th it's this it's honestly to keep you know keep trying to build things and not giving up mm. because there's always there's always something like there's always something that like once every six months or once you know every three months that kind of like makes you question it and makes you not 
do it or sometimes, you know, things get, get, get like too hard or whatever, but I really enjoy it for like the most part of it. So I just don't want it to stop. And if anything, I just want it to keep incrementally growing. So, um, if I could say like, if you, if we, if you Skyped me later in like 20 years or 30 years from now, and I'm still kind of like doing this and, you know, trying to build our own future and trying to build our own products, like mm. that would be awesome. Awesome. I love that. And um, I've seen that you actually do an Instagram course, which I yeah. think that would be um, awesome. So, yeah, if you want to talk about it, because I know, um, you know, you've had some really great um, growth with your Instagram with Map and, and things like that. So could you tell us a bit more about that course? Yeah. So um, a really good friend of mine, Chelsea Matthews, who owns a social media agency called Matt Black, um, asked me to talk about Map and how we grew, like very specifically how we grew from 1,000 to 10,000 six months. Mm. And so I am like very transparent and I like to show people emails and spreadsheets and like a literal strategy on how to do it. And so when I did that, um, everybody loved it. And so General Assembly um, asked if I wanted to teach that course. And so I've just been teaching that in person for like six months and then have started getting like inquiries from other people who couldn't make the Los Angeles course. And so um, then I just made an online course, which is slightly outdated now because so much has changed, but the core lessons are still there. I just Mm. need to change things like you can now hashtag with emojis and, you know, things like that. But otherwise... (laughs) Right. But otherwise, oh, don't do it. Oh my gosh. It's the worst. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> it's so not safe for work. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so now I've just, um, I have that online course and it's been really, uh, interesting about all the things I've learned because of the course. Mm. Um, just everybody asking me like their, cause everyone's business is different. Yeah. So everybody's journey on Instagram is going to be completely not completely different, but slightly different. And so it's been fun just trying to brainstorm and mm-hmm. figure out, okay, you have a bathing suit company. How can we do this? And, mm-hmm. you know, et cetera. But, um, but yeah, now it's available on I Love Creatives. And um, it's, I think it's super helpful, not just for Instagram. Like I use the same kind of concepts for anything. Yeah, yeah. And if there was just like one, if, you know, you met someone and they kind of asked for that one tip, that they could do to kind of grow their followers what one thing would you say if there was one yeah the the goals I think is huge Mm. so on um if you go to ilovecreatives.com under tools there's um a link called grow and um just I I like have a spreadsheet in there and you can just plug and play and I think that would help Mm. but just like having goals and then sticking to them. I think one, you'll be fulfilled as you're growing and two, you'll know when to stop. Yeah. Awesome. All right. We've got to make sure to get all those links up in the show notes, which we will. Um, And so now we're going to go into the triple love round where I ask you three questions about things that you love and why. So the Mm -hmm. first one is a quote that you love. 
Um, I okay. A quote I love is, um, "It's not as good as you want it to be, but it's not as bad as you're making it." And this quote is so important for me because I'm a Gemini and I'm like a really extreme person. So um, I'll think like, oh, this is awful. Yeah. Or, or, oh, like this is going to be so good. <laughs> and then it doesn't. And then I get really bummed out. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, same. <laughs> yeah. So I just need a quote to kind of keep me grounded. Um, especially, especially when you're growing and you're building something and you have no idea what the outcome is going to be. Mm, this is true. Um, and now a place you love. Uh, okay. Just went there. So, um, I did my first game drive, AKA safari in, <laughs> um, Kruger national park at this place called Royal Malawane. And, um, my gosh, girl, it was amazing. Wow. Like you saw so many animals like giraffes and rhinos and, um, just all the Af- South African animals. And then the place was just so wonderful. And all the people there are rad. Like we were hugging at the end. Oh my God. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to go. Awesome. Um, and now an inspirational woman you love. Um, my aunt Pia, she is super cool still, like not that she wouldn't, but like, um, wow. When I was growing up, she, you know, was just kind of doing her own thing, but was still like, she was a graphic designer, freelance graphic designer. So she kind of introduced me to that world and, um, and she's just got a lot of style and doesn't, you know, give about anybody else and is really really funny like Mm -hmm. knows how to tell really great stories and just always can make you laugh um so yeah she's she's really rad awesome (laughs) and now can you recommend a book or a blog that's inspired you or motivated you during your career oh for sure um paul graham has um these essays he Mm -hmm. is the the creator or the founder of Y Combinator, which is an incubator where Dropbox and Airbnb came out of. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah. And so he has all these startup essays and now, I mean, they're kind of old, but they are still super um, pertinent to like just growing a business and just the way that you should think about it. Um, And that's where the whole goals thing came from was him. Mm. So, um, yeah, I would just read every essay that fancies your interest and mm, awesome. get inspired. I will do. And guys, remember, we are going to put all the show notes and info about Jennifer on our website at bemigirl.com. That's G-B-E-M-I-Girl.com. Um, and so now I just really want to know what really has you feeling excited and energized today in relation to you or, or your career? Um, so because of this whole Instagram thing <laughs> has really just blown up. Yeah. Um, so my so Daniel and I made this. So Daniel doesn't buy me flowers; he <laughs> programs things for me. <laughs> I love that. I'd prefer. It's that. really great. <laughs> <laughs> so he, um, there was one time I was getting really frustrated about. Um, I had a spreadsheet of all the people that we contacted on Instagram for Map, mm. and it was getting really cumbersome and annoying. 
to fill out on a spreadsheet. So he developed a database for me and I, I used it the entire time that we were growing math. And then I finally showed a few friends and they were like, well, I don't want to use this. So we've, we're in the process of building that out right now. Awesome. Of course you are. <laughs> and when can we expect that to come out? Um, I don't know. I mean, we were hoping the end of this year, but okay. it might have to be next month. Okay. Well, we've got Who knows? I mean, I say that all that's already. I'd yeah, know. definitely. I will <laughs> ping you, girl. I will. Awesome. Um, and that kind of, you know, brings us to the end. But I really want you to, I guess, give advice um, for girls out there that are thinking about starting a creative business or and they, you know, perhaps feeling a bit resistant. You know, what advice would you give for, for girls out there that really want to pursue their dream and, and ultimately live the life that they dream of? I guess like for me, it's just to just to keep doing it, like to keep actually implementing something that gets you there, something tangible. Like, uh, you know, I build websites, so they're pixels, but they are tangible. It's a tangible story. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like when you when you go travel, all you want are these awesome stories to tell about all your travels and all the people you've met. And, and it's the same thing with your dreams, like and you having those come true. Like you, you need a lot of these stories to get you there. Um, so like just start making them and don't, don't worry. Cause like the, what is, Oh my gosh, that's actually a thing that my friend and I made up, not really made up, but <laughs> that was a the theme of this trip was worst case scenario. Yeah. <laughs> we always said, okay, worst case scenario. <laughs> And so, like, we wanted to go to the Boys to Men concert in Cape Town. <laughs> yeah. Could not get tickets. Like, they were super cheap, but we couldn't get tickets. They're completely sold out. So we were like, worst case scenario. Yeah. We show up and see if we can get in. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then we totally, we totally got in. Oh, awesome. <laughs> How was that? That must have been so fun. <laughs> it was so crazy. It was amazing. Um, the... Yeah, we, we, so they, South Africans smoke a ton. So there was intermission. There's just a a huge crowd of people outside smoking. And so we just kind of walked in like we were smokers. And then, um, and then we couldn't get actually in, in Mm -hmm. unless we had like a wristband. So we started chatting up with this one guy who had a VIP pass on and he happened to be American and he helped us out and he like got us in. (laughs) I love that. You guys felt so excited. (laughs) It was so amazing. And then I read later that boys to men, they're the only reason why they, or how they got their first break was they snuck in to another concert and then they sang in the backstage area. Oh my God. I love that. (laughs) That is a great story. (laughs) Worst case scenario. We were going to get ice cream if we didn't get into the boys. (laughs) So brilliant. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Jennifer. Let us know, um, how can we get in touch with you or find out more about your businesses? Um, I'm always on Instagram and yeah. And if like, if anything, just sign up and subscribe to I Love Creatives because like anything that we do there, we'll always post an ad or something. 
And I want to get a creative profile of you on there. I think oh, people would love to hear about you. I would love to do that. I will definitely do that. <laughs> yeah, awesome. got it. I'll send you a link soon. Yes, please. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Jennifer. I know I've certainly been inspired and I'm sure the way your dream listeners have too. Thanks so much. This was a lot of fun. Awesome. And see you soon, Jennifer. All right. Talk to you later. Are you ready to make 2016 your best year yet? Well, visit bemigirl.com forward slash dream and sign up to receive the official WYD Dream Kit. We've created the coolest tools to help you make those 2016 goals happen. Lego. Dreamers, thank you for being with us today on Where Your Dreams. You can find all the show notes as well as cool girl content on bemigirl.com. That's G-B-E-M-I-Girl.com. We would love you to subscribe to the show. So please click subscribe now and give us a rating and review so that we can continue to inspire and push you girlies to fulfill your dream. Don't forget to follow our Facebook, Instagram and Twitter pages, all at Bemi Girls. But for now, girlies, remember, anything is possible. So wear your dreams. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O-L. L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off. Hi, I'm Dori Shafrier. And I'm Kate Spencer. And we are the hosts of Forever 35. And today we're talking about Club Med, the best all-inclusive getaway for families. Today, Club Med has nearly 70 resorts worldwide, from beachside resorts in the Caribbean and Mexico, to magical locations in the Maldives and Morocco, to ski resorts in the mountains from Canada to the Alps. Between their all-inclusive family programming, wellness offerings, land and water sports, and their French heritage-inspired food and drink offerings, Club Med is the best way to elevate your family getaway, no matter which location you're at. To learn more, visit clubmed.us.